Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hello everyone, welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk, the first episode of 2019. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, and joining me is Akil, and Akil and I are going to dive through every single team in the NBA and give each team a New Year's resolution, Hope and hopefully their, their year goes as well as ours, as ours should. So Akil, first off, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. Just kind of enjoying, kicking back, relaxing at home. You uh, you went on a vacation. You um, where'd you go? Oh, we went out of the country. Uh, we did Spain and then London. Spain and London, nice, 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 nice. Uh, did you do anything? Did you do anything crazy there? Do you have uh, what kind of touristy stuff did you do? Uh, not a whole lot. Just family time. Okay. That's always good. That's always good. Uh, all right, so let's jump into it. So we're just we got this organized by net rating. Um, so we're just gonna start with the with with the lowest net rating in the league and work our way to the best. Um, and that's the way we're gonna start this. So uh, um, I'll kick this one off with the Cleveland Cavaliers. We got at a negative nine point seven net rating. Yikes. Obviously, twenty eighteen wasn't good to them so far. Um, so my New Year's resolution is quite simple, and you know that I'm enjoying this Cleveland fall, um, but but I will seriously try to help them here. And my New Year's resolution for them is trade Kevin Love. I'm here with that. That's what I put down for them. Awesome, awesome. So if we have the same one, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with that and be good. Um, if not, we'll don't want to talk we'll about offer. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, of course. But um, I, I actually, did you go as far as writing down trade destinations? Because I got a few destinations that I think would be interesting for Kevin Love. For me, one of the biggest ones I have is a team that we can probably talk to a little bit later. Well, obviously, will. But uh, Utah yep. is one that I put down. Yep, Derek Favors. Yep, Derek Favors yep. and some, Favors. Favors and a pick. Favors and some picks. Yep. Yep. And you know who the other yeah, one okay. I think. I think it's really good. Um, I think I think sh- uh, Charlotte, Chicago. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte, because I don't see Kemba. I don't, and this kind of spoils Charlotte, but um, but I don't see Kemba leaving. So I, the best thing to do is do what the Pistons did, and you know, trade for a star. That's you know, you're Cleveland. You're not going to get a free agent unless he was born in your hometown and has extreme loyalty to to his hometown. So that's a, that's a, dig the grave. That's the only way you're going to. That's the only way you're dig going to get them. The grave. Dig the grave, yes, and I'll I'll dig the grave and fill the grave for Cleveland Cavaliers with pleasure. But no, seriously, I mean, when you're a city like Cleveland, um, or or your city like Charlotte, like you're not really getting, uh, top level free agents, um, through through the, uh, well, I said through free agency, 
So you got to just trade for players under contract. Like that was what the Pistons did. And the Pistons were able to come to the Clippers and the Clippers just wanted to get that money off. Granted, they did have to give up a good player, Tobias Harris, a really good player. But I mean, for the quality of player Blake Griffin was, that was a, that was a huge win for, for Detroit. That was a great trade for them. It worked out great for both sides. And I think this is one for the Cavs too. I think the Cavs want to just get off Kevin Love's contract. They got a lot of bad contracts they're looking to get rid of. And I think the only reason they signed Kevin Love was to trade him. So if they trade him to the Hornets and the Hornets could give up, you know, maybe some expiring contracts and a pick, and that would be all they would need to get uh, to get Kevin Love. And I think yeah, that man, would be somebody, great. Yeah, somebody was talking to me about getting up that Tristan Thompson contract, but who's going to take that contract? No one. Exactly. So, the only player you can realistically get out of there is Cleveland. I mean, out of Cleveland is, of course, Kevin Love, and definitely get that dude a chance to win. Um, That um, Utah, I like that Utah thing for him there a lot. I mean, sure, defensively, uh, Quinn Snyder could find ways to hide him. Yeah, and uh, he had some very desperate shooting out there, which they need. And uh, they thought Kyle Corbin would help, not really helping that much yet. Um, so I mean, that's, might as well just spread the floor as much as you can with Rubio and Donovan being playmakers. Yeah, and I see, I see a lot of similarities between the Jazz and Hornets offensively, right? Like they're both centered yeah. around one dyna- very dynamic, very talented guard. And they don't have much creation off of that. Although Utah has more creation with Joe Ingles and players like that. They have some good yeah. system players. But um, So th- those are things the Hornets don't have. But both of those teams could use a guy like Kevin Love. So I think the Cavs just got to trade. And look, the sooner they trade Kevin Love, the worse they're going to be. And the worse they're going to be, the better pick they're going to get. So like, it's a win-win for everybody, truthfully. Exactly. exactly. Even, if, even if you don't get a great haul or a great return for Kevin Love, like... There's just more, there's just more upside in not having him than having him. So, I'm um, with that 100. percent All right, next up on the list is Chicago. Why don't you give me yours? Um, bullshit. I put do everything. <laughs> I put do everything. Literally, uh, new management. Yep, that's what I put. Office, just get a new fire hotel. everybody. Just, just. Get rid of everybody. Clean house. Because like, they they have some nice clear prospects. Your whole roster. Yeah, um, Wendell Carter looks amazing for them. Um, Zach Levine might win a scoring title here. Um, actually, I don't know if that's going to happen because James Harden's getting thirty free throws a game. But besides that, definitely need a new coach. People thought that new coach was apparently going to help them be better, but I mean, you fired Fred Hoiberg for no reason. So the Bulls are a mess. Uh, definitely, they're like the destructive house that just got a tornado, and now you're just like, don't even know where to start. You forgot my man. You forgot my man's the bird. He's a nice prospect oh, too. He's Lowry he's bird. a beast. Yep, I'm with Lowry it. Bird. I'm with him all yep. the way. So yeah, so Chicago to 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 kind of make this uh a little brighter and less bleak. Um, Chicago does have some nice young assets that they that they have moving forward. So it's not like their roster's in a total shambles. Uh, if they just get the right management, uh, this team could turn around fairly quickly, I believe, and, and look at a team. I mean, honestly, if they if they had quality management, this would be a team that you'd look at as, okay, this obviously isn't their year, but they have a bright future. So 
Uh, so I think if they just clean house, they get if they just bring in bring in some new management, um, some quality management. I think this team could be back on course in no time. And with with how bad the East is, especially the bottom of the bottom of the playoff East, especially uh, who knows? Yeah, that seven to eight, yeah. Who knows? The future could be the future could be as bright as a sun or something like that. <laughs> All right, let's jump next. So speaking of the Suns, perfect transition. The Phoenix Suns negative eight point seven net rating. Um, so only a whole point better than Cleveland, but yep. Uh, what do you got for them? Okay, mine, <laughs> mine is not that serious. So I hopefully you had something serious. I just said simulate till the draft. Okay, so basically the same thing for me. I have in all capital letters. I have tank. So basically, <laughs> yeah. So hey, um, I will say though, like the Suns are one of my favorite shit show teams to watch in the NBA now. Uh, there's another one that we'll get to a little bit sooner down the line that's one of my favorite shit show teams to watch um but deandre ayton um he's having a quietly phenomenal year um i mean this dude can't defend to save his life but hey he's getting up 20 and 10 almost every single night so that's good and yeah. buck is still cooking um so hey tank until you get zion or uh tanking for zion rj barrett somebody yep. here and uh let's get you a nice piece and keep it moving got a lot to build on um so yeah future's definitely looking up for phoenix i i agree again they're they're a team that even though their management isn't the best they um you know they they still look like they have a bright future with booker ayton um hell if josh jackson ever becomes anything of substance you know yeah that, if he could play basketball yeah, yeah if he exactly. could play basketball that'd be great um okay so next New York, I'll let you go because I'm pretty sure you know exactly where I'm going with New York. Uh, New York has a seven point six negative seven point six net rating. Akil, go ahead with your uh, New Year's resolution. Um, hopefully Chris Dubs comes back alive. Is that what we're doing? No, that is not mine. Oh, what do you got? Unleash Mario Hazonia. Ooh, let him go. Okay. Yeah, that's ah. my guy, and. Man, he when he dunked on Giannis, ooh, I got happy. I mean, it wasn't really a dunk on uh, Giannis. Just Giannis still he did get he did get God on that on that dunk, but uh, but he was trailing and trying to just make a last second effort play. You gotta admire yeah. the heart of Giannis. But Mario is a yeah. beast. I'm high on him. Give him give him the floor. Let him do his thing. Uh, I think I I just I've I'm dying I'm dying on on Mario Hazonia Island. I'm starvation dehydration whatever it takes i'm i'm, I'm on that island for the rest of my life <laughs> i feel it um i'm with you um it's definitely gonna be a rough year so for mine for new york um basically the same thing as the suns a lot of these bottom teams are gonna be um just kind of the same thing it's just let's get to the lottery and see who we can get Right, um, but but I I do want to get to a more serious note with with New York with Przingis. You brought up a good point. Do you think they bring him back this year, or well, do I you would think not they should. Yeah, I wouldn't either. No, why why would you bring? I mean, you're gonna get an NS Cantor or max contract. Give him that five year two hundred mil, because um, apparently he's the only dude who wants to be in New York. So um, no, you know they're saving that slot for your boy. Oh, we could talk about that way down the line of this, but um, yeah, yeah obviously, obviously at a different uh, at a different ranking. You know what everybody's scale. gonna do when they 
when everybody listens to this podcast, you know why I'm glad we did it this way too. They're just gonna skip the whole front half of this. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna skip. To... They're gonna skip the they first just... 15 minutes and get to like, okay, let's get to the competent teams. Like, let's get to the decent NBA teams. That's yeah. what they do. But hey, that's why we're doing it this way. Um, but if okay. you're able to sit through and chill with us, but yeah, um, I'm I completely keep Chris Dabbs off. Um, a it helps him health wise, and B it helps you guys get a better pick. Right. Um, you could kind of let Kevin Knox grow into a little bit of a player here, kind of let him go a little bit um, to kind of make him feel a little bit more comfortable. So I think it works out both ways for them. I agree. Um, Atlanta, again, I have a very similar um, I have a very similar take uh, with Phoenix. It's the same thing, just New Year's for resolution. For all three of these teams. Yeah, they just, they just, yeah, they got to get to the, they got to win the lottery. Like, that's, that's their New Year's resolution. Yeah. And... So, um, you know, I will say that overall, um, I am relatively impressed with Trey Young. Like, I thought he was going to be way more. I mean, granted, he's not shoot, he's not scoring efficiently. He's uh, he's turning the ball over a lot. Like, he's doing a lot of the rookie things. But I actually thought he was going to have a, a worse rookie campaign. So, um, exactly. So, so, so my, he's been encouraging. Yeah, I was going to say tank as well. And then for the thing is. Being a rookie, and then especially in today today's NBA, being a rookie point guard is tough to do. It's just that so much of the offense, so much of the offense revolves heavily just around you because everything's pretty much high pick and roll, and you're making every single read out there. Uh, so you're definitely gonna mess up. Uh, so hey, you just kind of have to play through those mistakes, uh, get some more games under his belt, and hey, um, if you can get a nice piece with Trey, John Collins, Amari Spellman. Uh, Ken Bazemore, okay, bobblehead base. Um, they got some things going for him in the future. Yeah, they they do. Um, and that's another thing they can look to do. New Year's resolution is they can look to move a guy like Bazemore. He will be difficult yes. because of his because of his uh because of his his large contract. But but also I think a I lot think of the things teams. with base, a lot of teams could use a three and D wing guy like that. And if you're on a bad team and you're kind of in the part of your career where it's like, hey, I want to win. There's not a lot of motivation for you to go out there and play besides, hey, I'm trying to get traded, which should be his ultimate motivation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Bays. I would love for Bays to be bought out because I want to see him on a good team, but I don't think oh, that's yeah. going to happen. I, I know a million teams that could use him right now. Yeah. I thought yeah. Houston should have went after him, but hey. I think they I think they still will. I don't think that door is closed yet. I think it's closed for now. Houston would be – that would be perfect for him. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um – Let's so that's another thing too. Now. Is uh is uh another another thing is uh just shop shop your veterans, shop your pieces. Dwayne Dedman could be useful on a team, especially if he continues oh. to shoot the three. Um, yeah, exactly. He could be useful. Just so. get those vets a chance to win, and hey, it helps you lose more. Yep. And I mean, hashtag tank. Yeah, hashtag tank. All right, next is the team I am least excited to talk about. The least exciting oh, team have, in the league. Oh, Chris. What's your, what's your, mine is, mine just got changed as of a couple of days ago. Okay. Well, they're at, they're at a negative 4.6 net rating. They're 20, 25th uh, in the NBA. The Washington Wizards, man, they are just a mess at 14 and 23. Um, look, I mean, they just, they, they gotta blow it up. Like, I really just don't see any other way. So, to me, their New Year's resolution is trade Otto Porter. I know that they're going to kind of say the season is a wash because of John Wall 
and maybe you know there there's indications that this team plays a little bit better without Wall. But no, just trade Otto Porter, and then in the offseason, look to trade John Wall because there's going to be a lot of money in free agency. A lot of teams are going to think they're players, and some team is going to strike out and get desperate, and they'll take on that terrible contract. So just stay committed to the rebuild. Trade Otto Porter to the Nets, the Suns, just somewhere uh, somewhere that could use a wing in, in today's, even, even a team like NBA. Dallas. Even a team like Dallas, you know. Um I don't love Otto Porter's contract, obviously, but I still think he's a very useful player that almost every team could use. Any team he's not at the right price, you know. All right. Since you have a serious topic line, mine is everybody eats. Um... (laughs) Everybody eats. (laughs) Um, I've made this joke multiple times. I called you out on it on Twitter, and you came right back at it. I'm calling it Wizards 8 seed without John Wall. Let's do it. Let's start it right now. Um, I'm getting this bandwagon moving. Somehow they always play better without him. I'm not going to say it has something to do with John Wall, but hey. Um, I love, for some reason, I love the Bradley Beal point guard lineup. So you kind of just have three shooters around him with a big man. Um, I like those lineups a lot. And yeah, everybody eats. <laughs> um, everybody eats. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. As long as it doesn't <laughs> knock out my pistons. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's jump to let's jump to the next team in the NBA, which is in, this one's interesting to me. Negative four point two. The Orlando Magic. Now, wow, this is East heavy. I'm looking at this net rating now. I'm just processing this. This has been heavy. We've only talked about one West team so far, but good yep. news is we got a lot of West teams to talk about later. But so with the Magic, mine is they got to just, to me, they're a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a while. Um, of course, they could benefit having another good pick. Every team could, especially in a draft like this, with it, which is a deep draft, which is considered a good draft. Um, but, you know, I just think this is, this is one of those teams that really needs the playoffs. Like, as a fan of the Detroit Pisses, I could tell you what it means to get an eighth seed in the playoffs. Like it, it does mean a lot. Um, it does mean a I lot. Mean, to even if team. you don't win, more than anything, it's just hope. Like more yeah. than anything, you exactly. Don't win. Yeah. And to do this, I think they need to make a trade, and a trade is for a point guard. And I'm looking at the guys. I'm looking at are D'Angelo Russell. Because we'll Ooh. we'll get to we'll get to that in the nets in a couple Ooh, in, a, in a couple minutes. I got I got a good nets thing too. All right, keep going. I I do too, and um and, and I think even though the same thing, even though he uh even though he hasn't played well yet this year, Dragic. I I still think that's uh, that's an upgraded point guard. Um, they just they just need some type of point guard. Uh, no yeah, disrespect I'm, to DJ Augustine, but yeah, they need a point guard. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they definitely do need that, and I think they need a decent vet. Like, they just need a vet in there, and a lot yeah. of people want to have one or two good vets on their roster just to show them the ropes, and a lot of these bad teams don't have a good vet on there. I don't know who's Cleveland's. Yeah. It's probably Kendrick Perkins. Uh, I don't know if he really counts. I um, guess Tristan Thompson's a vet now. Justin Thompson, he has he's a red. Everything goes through Cleveland. Um, he shows he shows you what not to do on NBA road trips. That's what he does. Exactly, exactly. Everything goes through Cleveland still to this day. Uh, uh, but yeah, 
Um, I'm here for Mo Bamba. Let's get that dude to grow a little bit. Shout out. No, not shouting out Sheck West. Never mind. Um, <laughs> can leave that song back in, we can leave that song back in 2018. Um, you know we're going to hear it when we go back to state. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not here for it. But I'm leaving. Me neither. Uh, but, I'm leaving. But you I'm know what? Not, let those rookies grow. Same with yeah. Aaron Gordon. Uh, they have a bunch of young bigs. Um, maybe you can trade uh, Vucevic out of there um, for something. Yeah, and I, like I thought Mo about Bamba. putting that. I think that too. Uh, trade him out of there. Just be like Mo Bamba. We're handing you the keys at that five. Let's see what you can do. Um, and, and ten five years down the line, I like Mo Bamba there more than uh, Vucevic. Yeah, um, but but I I do really the I really thought about the Magic point guard situation, and I do really like D'Angelo Russell because he's still like people forget that man's still on his rookie contract. Like it seems like he's been in the league a minute, but he is young, and he's had great moments. It's only like what twenty one? He's twenty, I think two, but yeah, he's very okay, young. Um, he yeah, so he's so he's very young, um, and. I just believe, you know, he he fits he he fits their age core. He fits Aaron Gordon's core, you know, timeline. So, uh, yeah. so he could actually be a piece that not only you just you get an upgraded point guard now, but you also potentially get a future uh, a future building block. So I would exactly. I would be interested because um, there's some things with with Russell and the Nets, which I think we'll get, which I'll definitely be bringing up later in the podcast when we get to the Nets. Oh man, I got a Nets thing too. All right, let's jump to the next team then. And this is shocking. At 23, the Detroit Pistons with a negative 2.2 net rating. Um, okay, so uh, I think we have the exact same New Year's resolution because how could you watch any Pistons game and not have this resolution? Find them a damn wing. Like, that's that's oh. all they need. Oh, yeah, mine literally just says wing. Yeah. Like, I mean, all these guys are showing potential. Reggie, Luke, Stanley, Langston. Um, they're Bullock. just not a Bullock. I said Reggie already. Oh, you did? Yeah, you're oh, right. You thought I, I thought you meant Jackson. Jackson. I was like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, right now you really wish you had Tobias Harris, but hey, you had to get rid of him to get Blake. Um, I always thought that Cl- the Clippers would end up winning that trade because of Tobias. Um Hey, I mean, you need a wing right now pretty badly. I don't know how you go and get that wing, uh, but it looks like Luke, Stanley, Langston, and Bullock aren't those guys. Yeah, and, you know, Bullock and Kennard have been hurt for uh, for chunks of the season, um, and I still don't believe either of them. I, I, I still believe they, they got some kind of lingering injuries, um, but I think... I, I so I so I hope that as the season goes on, those two will get back to form and and because uh, they're so important, they're the only three point shooting we really have outside of Blake Griffin, which is crazy because Blake Griffin's also our our number one ball handler. So to have your number one ball handler and shooter together, and it's a power forward is not necessarily a great a great thing. So the Pistons just man, they they need to find a good wing. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Because I don't think they should be trading picks or assets or anything of that nature. Not that they even have many assets to begin with. So um, they're kind of just in a situation where they just kind of have to get lucky. They they exactly. really do. They really do. Because you know they they passed on they passed on Booker and Mitchell. 
Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. Either one Yikes. of those two right now, you put either one of them on this team, and that team is so much better than what, what they currently are. And, you know, and that, and that's just the unfortunate reality is that the Pistons just need perimeter play because this in, in today's day and age, you need perimeter scoring, you need perimeter you need play. As many, you need as many wings as possible in today's NBA. You can never not have enough of them. Um, yeah. but that's why a bulk of rosters now are, like, two guards like 10 wings and one big um but yeah, yeah um they really could use one right now um by, I, I i i was hoping it was going to be stanley johnson i think that dude needs a change of scenery i think uh, he does yesterday, too yesterday get him out of here get him somewhere else um i thought Dwayne, i thought the coaching change can maybe be enough but now i just realized he needs to get out of detroit and i would love uh-huh. to see him you know i would love to see him with nothing but shooters like I think, I I, I yeah. think he could be a great player with with a bunch yeah. of shooters. So like my thing is like, I mean, you're not, he's not going to be LeBron James, but I mean, if he could kind of play that LeBron way, where you just get to play bully ball and you have three shooters and a big around you, or two shooters and like a good point guard and a big, and just kind of open some space up for him to kind of just be the six eight two sixty forty inch vert guy that he is. Yeah, that'd be pretty good for him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, same page. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and I will say, and I will say this about the Blake trade. They, I'm not saying the Clippers. You can't say the Clippers won the trade yet unless they get a free agent this summer, because that was the whole reason they did that trade. Exactly. So, so the jury's still out on that. I think that's a trade though that both teams won. Truthfully. Oh, they both wanted it for sure. It made both sense te- for both teams. Both teams won. But anyways, let's jump to a team that's been a pleasant surprise now. Oh uh, man, yep. Number twenty-two, the Sacramento Kings at negative one point four. Uh, Akil, I'll let you take. You sound excited, so I'll let you take the ropes Ooh. on this one. Go um, ahead. so this all ties into one thing. It's uh, you guys get a coupon for one drama for a year. Um, the Kings <laughs> deserve. You guys deserve it. Um, and I was talking about the Suns. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are my favorite shit show team to watch in the NBA. Because they are so much fun to watch. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is ridiculous. Um, guy might be one of my favorite point guards in the NBA now. Um, he's so fast, and they just get up and down. They have the fastest pace in the NBA, I think. Um, they shoot a ton of threes. Willie Colley-Stein's definitely coming into his own. Buddy Heald is like a true bucket getter. I wish they picked Luca instead of Marvin Bagley, because this team would be a thousand times more fun to watch with Luca oh, yeah. and De'Aaron Fox in the same backcourt together. Man, I'm just Oof. that Oof. would be nice. Um, I got I had something I had something that was pretty simple, um, and that's just keep the fast pace. Uh, so fun, yeah. It's all the, it's all around the fun thing for them, yeah. There, there's been there's been talk recently about them trying to slow down the pace, and I don't think that's no, no, the key at all. Nope, nope, they, nope. They are number two right now in pace in the NBA at 105.23. Um, the Hawks are at at number one with 105.65, so just bar- so just barely above them. Uh, I want to see the Sacramento Kings even up their pace more. Like, I seriously think that. That's their. I think they can That's hit, their best like, way to win. At I this think point, if they could not. They will never hit one ten, but if they could touch that consistently, that'd be pretty. 
that'd be something that goes in their favor for sure. Yeah, I I agree, and I think that will be the, and, and I'm wishing them all the best um in their in their race to the playoffs because you know I cl- I clown them everybody everybody's clown them um, everybody for, clowns for them but they do deserve some credit for what's going on this year. Yeah, they do. It looks like they finally have like some type of a plan. And yeah. hey, in two months it's the Sacramento Kings, so that could completely change. But for right. now, Sacramento for now Sacramento will give you a pass. Right, right, right. Okay, so let's jump to the next team. Um, do we have the same thing? Uh, I Brooklyn. think we do. Who I don't I don't think we do. Um, I'll go let's first. Let's touch a dead cook. Oh, okay. Okay, that that kind of fits mine. Mine is, mine is just uh, quite simply, what are you going to do with D'Angelo Russell? They've committed okay, to Spencer so Dinwiddie and Karis. Spencer Dinwiddie, Cook. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, do I don't think the Nets really want to pay, heavily uh, pay three guards. You no, know. you're gonna pay Karis. You're gonna pay um, Spencer, Dinwiddie. and then get yep, and then you gonna get D'Angelo Russell out of there get him a chance to kind of do his own team run his own show but it's not fair to him it's not like he's a bad it's just that I'd rather have Spencer Dinwiddie than him right but they're in a tough spot too with D'Angelo Russell because I can see this Nets team clearly wants to make the playoffs too so it's like Russell does help in the short term but I don't think he fits the long term Um, but look I, I quite frankly think they should trade him Trade him um, to a team like Orlando, like I said earlier, a team that could use a point guard. Excuse me, hell, even Phoenix. You know, um, maybe maybe yeah. you take a maybe you take a flyer on a wing like Josh Jackson and some uh, in in a pick or something. You know, just uh, yeah, Kenny Atkinson could develop him into a decent player. I feel yeah, like. yeah, the Nets have been great at developing players. So if I'm the Nets, like. I have total faith in the Nets going out and trading for for any player in the league that any young player in the league. Like I have a feeling that if they go to the Nets, that they're, they're that's their best chance to turn out. Exactly. And are one of their best chances. So so if I'm Brooklyn, um, you know you you're at that point and you're you're at that point in in your uh, franchise building where you can't yet get a star. Um, I know they thought about. They they kind of they, Jimmy kind of flirted with Brooklyn, but I don't think that was ever really really serious. Um, and I I just don't I can't see them getting a free agent this year or the next year. So I I see them I see them the best route for them is to just take on take on players that other teams have given up on guys like Stanley Johnson guys like Kelly Oubre you know all these players that that are just that their team, their original teams have kind of soured on, and maybe they have some type of promise, and uh, you know, and who knows, who knows, maybe that can that could work out best in in their favor long term. So that's that's kind of what I see the Nets doing. Um, they're fun. They're 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 pretty fun to watch this year, and I'm going to continue to watch them. But yeah, I the more I see it, um, it, it just seems like it seems like the writing's on the wall for Russell. Exactly, I completely agree with you. All right, let's jump to number twenty, Minnesota Timberwolves at negative point four, one of the last of the negatives. Um, so the Timberwolves, uh, I have for mine. Actually, actually, you know what? Kill, go first because I think we might have the same one. What's yours? I I was gonna save mine so you can go. Okay, mine's mine's just. 
let cat go off. <laughs> mine's just quite oh. simply, let cat go off. Why, what's oh, yours? Mine is, mine's cat equals cuck, so, yep. <laughs> Same thing. Um, okay, Kyo, so what have you, what have you seen from, from cat since the Jimmy trade? Um, like, what are your thoughts on cat post-Jimmy trade? Um, I think it actually helped a little bit. Um, he kind of felt more like he could have more of an ownership of that team. Uh, defensively, you saw a little bit of a spike. Um, and offensively, he's still cat, so just let the guy go. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Timberwolves, uh, they're they're really just they're um they're kind of a team I don't have too much on because I just don't have a feel for them. You know, they yeah, have a hot. Go ahead. They're not really on TV that much, so you can't really watch them either. Um, it's not like we have an excuse now because we have league pass. Yeah. So we're sure. also not going. We're also not even like going out of our way to watch them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I they got just, a hodgepodge the, of like decent, solid players that would be other, that would be perfect for other situations. And I think that oh, that yeah. really falls on the coaching on the coaching staff. Dang um, it, I'm upset. Why? I forgot one of my Chicago Bulls wishes. Oh, what was it to to bring back Tibbs? No, um, some way possible ever, uh, get Don Nelson to come out of retirement to get them to coach him. Jeez, you're you and your Don Nelson love. All right, uh, All right I think that's enough. Going. That's enough with Minnesota. Let's jump to Memphis. Forget about um, So negative point two. So almost almost neutral. Uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, they've been everywhere from first to like fourteenth. They've been everywhere in the Western Conference, but so has every team, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, to me, my my New Year's resolution for them was a healthy Chandler Parsons. Like their offense is starting to. <laughs> Their their offense is starting to dip month by month, and they need a healthy wing. And you know what? They signed him to a horrible, a stupid contract. Everybody knew that was a bad move from the jump. So it's hard to feel sympathy sympathy for them. But yet I find myself feeling sympathetic to the Grizz. And you know what? Just give them one year of a healthy Chandler Parsons um, or another 40 games of, of a healthy Chandler Parsons because – they just they need a wing. Their offense is starting to dip, and they they need some they need some help. Yeah, um, I have two things. Basically, one is the same thing as you. So get a deadly three point shooter. Yep. And then the other one is uh, let Jaron Jackson cook. Um, the guy has been playing really well this year as a rookie so far. Um, it's very underrated by the guy that we're going to come up to next year. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, the guy's been playing really well. Um, they've been trying to do this grit and grind thing. I watched them play the Celtics, actually, the other day, and they were up, like, 19 at half, and then once Boston started to score, they couldn't score as well, and it turned out to a complete opposite flip-flop. Uh, so yeah. they need to find ways to put the ball in the basket. Um, but besides yeah. that, defensively, they're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Um, so, oh, not anymore. Never mind. Um, what's, their, what's their defensive rating? 105 so top five still never mind yeah one of the best okay that's a that's a weirdly low like anyways um 
Yeah, um, definitely just need to try to find ways to score. I'm with that. Uh, Jaron Jackson has been incredible this year. Um, I think he's definitely slept on nationally, but but it, it stops there. He's nowhere near the rookie of the year. Um, but, you know, he deserves credit because he's going to be a great player. Like, he's going he's to gonna be, be a, a phenomenal great player. player. He's going to be phenomenal. He's definitely the perfect modern-day NBA big man. Guy shoots threes. He's long. He switches one through five super easily. Um, he's picking up a lot of fouls, but hey, everybody fouls when they're a rookie just because defending's so different from the NBA and anything else. Yeah. Um, so I have faith in him. He'll be fine. Yeah, he will. Let's jump to the real rookie of the year, the Mavericks. Oh, Luka oh, Doncic. Let, let Luka cook is what my thing is for these guys. How many let cooks do you have? <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot. Actually, this is my last one. This okay. Is my last um, okay, uh, with with Dallas, um, I I just had my New Year's resolution was do what you got to do to make the playoffs for Dirk and Luka. Whether you make a trade to upgrade your roster, you owe it to Dirk and you owe it to Luka to get into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I just want to see Luka go for buckets. I'm here for seeing him. I'm here for seeing this dude have step backs over everybody. I was watching him play the Pelicans, and, man, that dude is fun he talks so much shit too which i love like he chirps and it's great because he's like acting like he's a six-year vet guy of the nba who would have thought playing like 14 years in the second best NBA, in the second best league of basketball but of translate i i mean i don't know um but besides <laughs> that um yeah the guys from playing phenomenal i uh, definitely wish harrison barnes could uh step up a little bit more um shots not falling for much as him but yeah. hey you have the luca show he got so. hot he got hot last night against okc in the second half but he did <laughs> he struggle did. in the first half he did um, he's he's a definition of inconsistency yeah um so hey um yeah yeah all right um, um well that was the last of the negatives of kill 18 teams or well 12 teams down and the negatives are over. Dallas and Memphis were tied for the last negative spot with negative point two. Now we jump to the New Orleans Pelicans, who somehow have a record of seventeen and twenty-one, but a net rating of plus point six. So just near the fringes, just very near the fringes. Uh, what do you have for the Pelicans? Because this uh, was a tough one for me. Uh, get AD out of here and get AD some help. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> a kill, a kill. People are coming to you for the answers, my friend. You can't, you can't have both ways. I mean, I mean, this is my thing. The dude has no help. Like, yeah. like he was like, I have to play damn near perfect for him to win. And like, I like, I don't feel bad for guys in the NBA, but this dude's putting up like forty and twenty, and they're still losing by fifteen. So like, really, like, what are we, like, what are we doing here? Like, either like get him out of here because if he leaves. And he leaves for nothing, like you like. What are we gonna do? So like, you either trade him for pieces because what you can, it'll be cents on the dollar, of course, because nothing will equal up to Anthony Davis. But at least you're getting something back for him than him leaving, and then you get nothing. Yeah, I would say. See, mine ultimately ended with their best. Their best chip moving forward is somehow they just get miraculously lucky and win the lottery and then they flip that pick for another star to keep Anthony Davis because truth be told like Anthony Davis 
I, I, I really think he's gone. I don't think this is just media hoopla. I really think he's gone. He's out of there. He's gone. It's tough. Like, the dude wants to win. So, yeah, it's almost impossible for him to win there. And and you can't if you're if if you're New Orleans. Here's the thing: you can't trade him this year at the trade deadline. Like you have to wait no. until the summer. You have to wait until summer and offer him the supermax. And if he says no, which he will, because he's already said that money doesn't play a factor in where he and where he wants to be. So the fact that now he's trying to he's trying to say that in a sense that that not necessarily he's not trying to shade the Pelicans, but that is an obvious shade to the Pelicans because. That's their biggest advantage is they yeah. can offer him money. The moment you, my thing is, the, the moment you offer him that contract and he says no, you're calling everybody. Yeah, calling you're Boston. Him. You're calling Boston. Um, you're saying, what can I get for one of your seventy pieces that you have over there? Um, Danny Angel, do something. You call another team that I hope we think that they do. I'll we'll save that. Um, you know, Danny Angel is gonna hit him with the. You can have Terry Rozier in a second round pick. <laughs> that's, oh no, Terry Rozier's his safe haven. He's keeping that thing. It's the no. That's what shit. he's gonna do. He's gonna he's gonna take it. He's gonna call. He's gonna pick up that call. He's gonna take a deep sigh, and he's gonna be like, Terry Rozier in a second. This is the best I could do. And New Orleans is gonna be like, I didn't think a player of his caliber, I didn't think an untouchable player was gonna be on the market. We have to go for this, and that's what's happening. Anthony Davis to Boston for Terry Rozier in a second. No, but seriously, you know they they have to. The Pelicans have to play this out because you're just not go. The chances of you getting a player of Anthony Davis caliber are so 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 slim that you have to play it out all the way till the end but you have to protect your future. So don't trade this year's pick um, because who knows what's going to happen. They might even exactly. do a they might even do a shut AD down if this if this gets bad. And you know, they at the same time they're 14th in the West, but they're also just four games out of the playoffs, so things can happen. Um so you know, they're 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 not necessarily totally out of it by any means. They could be in the playoffs tomorrow, and if they're in the playoffs, that totally changes Anthony Davis's perception. Oh, it does it. Does it? It does. It does because, and here's why: because of the way that that the West is this year. As crazy as it sounds, with the Pelicans at the 14th at the 14th seed right now, I give them in a playoff series. I give them a chance against anybody not named Golden State. And you know what? I'm telling you, if Anthony Davis gets to second round, that's going to the like play NBA players' egos and how highly they think of themselves. And I don't mean this in a negative way. Like their confidence in themselves is so high to the point where if Anthony Davis gets to second round with this with this squad, he's gonna think, why can't I win a championship here? It's only a matter of time. So I I really think that you know it's it's crazy to like I really see both ends of the spectrum right now. Yeah, I could see him staying in some way or him leaving. I just think, yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Want to keep it pushing? Um, yeah, let's keep it pushing. The Miami Heat with the same net rating as the New Orleans Pelicans at point zero six, uh, seventeen and eighteen record. Uh, they, they, they recently had a, had a hot stretch and now they've cooled down again. Um, you know, I, I just, they're, they're that team that you just always look at and you look at those contracts and that caps, you, you look at that cap sheet, man, it's just, ugh, it's just, you can't help but just, 
uh, you can't help but just cringe up at how bad that cap cap situation looks. So, excuse me, to me, you got to trade Drogic and Whiteside. Both have player options for next year that will very likely be opted in. Again, explore the market for a point guard with uh, with Drogic. Uh, maybe send him to a team like Orlando. Whiteside could go to a team like Washington if Washington is still uh, is still adamant on competing. Um, you know, and and just try to just make trades and get some assets back, and just kind of start to rebuild because clearly the next two years you got some. Over the next two years, you have some uh, some horrible contracts coming off the book. Tyler Johnson, Josh Richardson. So it looks bleak for a couple years, but things can get better if you start this rebuild now and you and you start to get young players. Um, and so that's what that's what I think the Heat need to do. What did you have for the Miami Heat? For the Miami Heat, I had health. Um, a lot of oh, so you're on the opposite. You you want them to go for the playoffs? I mean, not really. Um, I just think a lot of the stuff that they have going on here has to do with health. Um, they're not healthy, but then also I want Dwayne Wade to play as small minutes as possible. Like, um, it's just tough. It's a tough spot to be in. Uh, if you're depending on Dwayne Wade to win you games in year 16 or whatever of his career, that's tough. That's just yeah. a hard place to. That's a hard place to be. And you always have to walk that fine line between you're trying to move past that superstar, but you have to have that superstar play, obviously, because that's why you're probably getting tickets sold in the first place. Actually, it's Miami. They're going to get tickets sold anywhere. But um, it's the same thing that happened to Kobe his last year. Um, it's just a, kind of like that awkward spot that you're in. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, too. But I feel like a lot of the problems that they have coming on right now is with health. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean two, two years ago, this team did flip the script and go 30-11 and 11 in the last 41 games after going 11-30. and 30. Uh, Man, Deion Waiters was so much fun to watch that year. Yeah, he was. And so, you know, so you never count out the heat. So, um, you know, they're always going to be a tough team, but I just I think I think now's the time for them to move. I don't like I don't like the way this team has looked all year, and I think this is a time to to move on. Next, we have Portland at 15 with uh with a 0.07 positive net rating. Um, Portland was a team to me that was interesting uh you know, with again, they're in they're in the same situation where right now it looks like they're tenth in the West. So like my instinct was this summer look at trading CJ after somebody strikes out in free agency because you know teams are going to strike out in free agency. Some teams are going to. That's just the that's just the nature of it. Not everybody who wants Kawhi is going to get Kawhi. Not everybody who wants Jimmy is going to get Jimmy. You know, A A D all this all the all these players that are on the move like or could be on the move somebody's going to get struck out. So, uh, so I think that, that that'd be a smart route for them. But, you know, at the same time, they're, they're like three games back of having home court advantage. So it's, like, so it's like realistically, I mean, what do you – it's so hard to make out what, the, what these Western Conference teams should do because it's in just such a flux. I mean, are you, are you thinking, Akil, that they, should, that they should try and look to trade CJ or Dame or – or make a big change this summer. I had, or... I had two things. Um, I wish that they win one post game postseason series. 
Um, and the other one is trade CJ if that doesn't happen. So I'm with both of those. Um, I feel bad for Portland because they are always in the same exact spot every single year. They were a, what, three seed last year by, like, luck because every yeah. team was, like, a game within each other. Like, if you lost one game, you fell all the way to, like, fucking 15th in the West last year. It was ridiculous. But anyways, um, every single year they're that four through six spot, and they always lose. So I want them to win one series. <laughs> and then if you don't, you have to consider, like, getting CJ out of here. Um and trying to find a piece for that. Yeah. Like if you I, could somehow get if you get CJ pieces for like maybe even like an Anthony Davis up to Portland, I'd love to see Dan and A B together. Yeah, that would Take be great. Stops. That'd um, be fun to watch. But Anthony um, Davis but, isn't going to Portland. <laughs> yeah, fuck no, he's not going to Portland. If it's a trade though, does he have a say? But anyways, yeah. um yeah, he does. I mean that's how oh. that's how this NBA goes. Okay, okay, I feel like the only two person who did that was Kawhi Leonard. Like, but anyways, um, I feel like he he liked Dame enough to be able to play there and handle that. But anyways, get CJ out of here. Uh, Dame's kind of your guy, and you've done this Dame and CJ backcourt for a while. Uh, Dame said that they're the best backcourt in the NBA. So how's that backcourt working out for you in the past five years? <laughs> That 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 uh that best backcourt in the NBA has always had a long summer vacation. Exactly. Let's get to let's get to number fourteen. The Los Angeles Clippers at a one point two positive net rating. Um, the Clippers are an interesting team to me. Uh, they're now as of the time that I that I wrote these down, they were fourth in the West, which again they could be fourteenth by the end of the night. Who knows? Um, exactly. I put I put uh I put two I had two things with them. Stay focused on the off season. Obviously, we talked about it earlier when we mentioned the Pistons. Their priority is landing a star. Um, I still don't know if they're gonna do it. It's going to be a very interesting thing to watch. Can the second market in LA? Ka- you don't think they get Kawhi? I don't. I don't know. I I just I find it hard that a star wants to play for the Clippers. Like no offense to the Clippers, but it's just like. It's just like if you want to be in LA, like you want to be for the Lakers. But like, Kawhi already I, said he doesn't want to play with LeBron. Yeah, but I, 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 I think my money's on Kawhi returning right now. If, if I had to guess, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm with you, but I'm saying hypothetically, if he gets traded anywhere, I feel like it's the Clippers, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ruling them out. Look, I I think that they're going to be second or third option on a lot of these superstars' uh, places or I mean, on a lot of their. A lot I mean, of whatever team, list. whatever team has the most money, they'll always be on the short list. Yeah, and yeah, you know, um, but but so the other thing though, because I wanted to give them something, I didn't want to give too many like off season stuff just because I feel like that's not fair halfway through a season. Um, so I gave them shoot more threes because they're second to last in the NBA in shooting threes. I have that for the team coming up next. That's hilarious. Oh, what's the team next? Ah, okay, yeah, of course, of course you do. But um, yeah, so they're second to last in the NBA in shooting threes. Um, did you have anything other than uh, other than other than those two points that I had? I mean, besides that, I had play Bobon. So yeah, pretty much nothing. <laughs> you had to let Bobon cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the Bobon and Tobias TV show. That's all. Yeah, I'm with it, man. Shout out to Tobias, right, Western let's Conference Player of the Month. My guy. 
Um, okay, the Utah Jazz with a positive net rating of 1.5. Um, your Utah Jazz, your second seed Utah Jazz, as you so as you so adamantly proclaimed to me several times on and off the record. Uh, what is your New Year's resolution for them? Uh, as Jackie Moon once said, we need more threes. Um, <laughs> these guys, are just, they're just not shooting them. Um, actually, I mean, it's not that they're not shooting them. They're not going in. Um, I don't think they will be in this much of a slump for this long. Um, yeah. My thing is, I don't know what they're doing tempo-wise here for a while. I mean, pace-wise, not tempo, sorry. Because um, it kind of, it looked like they were kind of doing it. Um, they were playing so up-tempo. And that's my thing with Utah. That's not their thing. Like, that's not what they do. Like, I wish they played more like Memphis. Like, just kind of like the slow it down, let's grind out every single possession and make you guys work for it. Um, defensively, they're back where they should be. They're top two defense in the NBA, I believe. Are they still top two? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, um, they're top two defensive team in the NBA. Oh, no, they're not. Wow, never mind. They no, are... they're, si- they're six right they're now. They're six. Um, Sec- the team that's – I know. I just looked. Um, So, they're, they're top ten defense now, basically. So, that's great. That's what they should always be. Um, but they're just not able to score the basketball yet. A lot of it is we thought it was going to happen. Donovan Mitchell's having a sophomore slump. Um, it's a tough thing to do, um, being that second-year guy in my team going to start the game plan for you. And if you – his decision-making is just really bad this year. Um, so he just has to work on that. Um, I think they will be fine. They'll make the playoffs for sure. Um, actually, I don't know if that's for sure or not. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just shoot more threes and make more threes. Joel Engels, you know, I'm looking at you on this one. Yeah, you know, with with the Jazz, I just had stay the course. Um, look, I was bullish on the Jazz. Like I, I said it from the jump. I thought they they were going to be a bottom half uh, playoff team just because I didn't. I not that I didn't like what they did the first year, but um. But as you can see, that the Jazz have had a hard time adjusting to the new rules and the new pace of the NBA because the, everything the offense has just taken a whole new level this season um, in the NBA, and the Jazz have struggled with that. They've adjusted now; they're starting to come back to their form defensively. But also, just the fact, and this was the main reason, was that I just believed that Donovan was going to have a sophomore slump, and because he is so much of that offense that when he slumps, it really just craters the entire team, um, you know. And so, so to me, I just, I just said stay the course because you know they have a positive net rating. Um, all the advanced numbers show that they're a team that should be that should have a little bit better record than what they have right now. So I think if they just stay the course, you know, I think, I think eventually everything's going to play out the right way yeah. and they're going mean, to they get, they're gonna get like, enough wins. Yeah. They should be like a 25 and 13 team right now or 24 and 14 team. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely just, they'll be fine. Quinn Snyder's a phenomenal coach. Um, yeah, I think everything will be okay. All right, then let's jump to, uh, let's jump to your team, the Houston Rockets <laughs> at number 12 with 1.6. I can't wait to hear what slanderous thing you're going to say. It's probably something to do with Harden and free throws, but let's hear it. Oh, wow. I I need, a, I need like, a 
I need a minute for mine, so you're gonna have to go. Okay. I have a lot coming for this one. All right, so I put it simply, and I feel like I feel like your this is going to be obviously. I think I think it's going to be very obviously in vain with yours, just because I think that this is obviously the number one issue with the Rockets. They need to pull a Miami Heat and find some G League gems. Like they're playing seven or eight guys a game. Like they're just they're just they don't have enough quality rotation players. They need they need to just get really lucky and find G League players that can just come in and do what the Heat did. You know with with Josh Richardson yeah. and all these players, that's yeah, truthfully sure. that's the best thing. That's the best thing they could they could ask for. I mean, besides now, granted, that, and finding besides that's that, hard. Besides that, in trades, I mean, like D'Angelo Russell, we were speaking about him. Like maybe he could work out for that point guard slot. Um, I don't know about this... that because what do you do about that in the off season? I mean, get rid of him. I don't know, but hey, I mean. That's exactly what you rent. You rent him for a year. I mean, CP3 is on his way out of the NBA. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm here for the take 24 7. Oh, man. Ugh, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's abysmal. That's embarrassing. I apologize to all my listeners. Chris Paul. Okay. He's going to get injured every single year. And it's always his hamstring, every single time. He's, he hurt his hamstring the past three se- seasons, and it's been the same one. Like, what are we doing here? He's 30, what? How old is he? I think he's 33 currently. I want to look 33. How much is he making this year? 34 million? Like, what are we doing? Okay, but Chris Paul is still, that's slanderous, because Chris Paul is still at his peak. He's still in, he's still in uh, uh, an amazing point guard. And okay, you know yeah, he is. He's an amazing point guard. If he's healthy and he could play in the playoffs, yes, you're right. Okay, so so what happens? That hasn't that hasn't happened in the past three seasons. Like it's nice insurance to have. Like, hey, we have this D'Angelo Russell sitting back here. I'm not saying you do it. Um, my thing for them is I yeah he's 33. Yikes! You're paying him how much when he's 36? 35. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I believe that's the number. I I think it's 35, 36 in that range. Um, um, I have MVP for mine. Um, James Harden's been going out of scoring tear, shooting 29 free throws a game. God, that's effing disgusting. Um, See, I told is... you there was going to be a James Harden free throw slander in there. Is it not disgusting? You listen, you listen to the ringer too much. <laughs> is, it, is it not disgusting, though? They talk about it all the time on the ringer. Is it not disgusting? No, it's not. It's, it's him just taking advantage of... You know, okay, of being I'm crafty. I'm, no, I'm, I'm here for that role. I get it. It's him being crafty, manipulating the whistle. He's always going to find a way to do it, and it's a great way to get easy points. That's fine. I'm here for it. It's just something that I don't want to see. You know what? You get what I'm coming from? Like, you get what this is? No, because because for every for every free throw trip he gets, he'll hit this amazing step back three on somebody. That's just... That's oh, the just one really... where he takes five steps backwards? What are you doing here, too? Um, okay. Okay, come on, come on um, now. James James Harden is fun to watch. I am not here for this. Oh, James Harden's a great player, but he's boring. No, the only reason you're slandering no. James Harden is because you don't like him. Just face oh, no, it. I, lo- I love the beard. Do not do not do that to me. Um, if I could be a little bit more serious, um, I think that they need to get better. Um, defensively, I don't know how they do that. Um, they definitely just need to try to find, like you said, go to the G League, try to find some wings that could. 
play a little bit of defense um because they're just getting torched defensively this year i mean you last year you had the trevor ariza you had the luke and Mute. maybe if trevor ariza gets bought he can't get bought out can he uh trevor ariza can yeah he and he can actually go back. He can. He can. I think. I think the way the loophole works is because he got traded. He can now be bought out and signed with the Rockets. So okay. I think uh, right, I'd so have yeah. to double check if he, that. If but... he gets bought out, maybe Houston. Hopefully, now since he secured the back and he's still getting that fifteen mil, um, takes the vet men deal and goes out there. I think he ends up in LA though. But hey, that's something yeah. completely different. Um, different team. Uh, but definitely need to learn how to play defense because they're scoring still. Has, Coming up, I always I always knew in a D'Antoni offense um, that everything would be fine with them offensively. Um, but I just think um, they just need to learn how to play defense. But yeah, but let's let's transition since you stole the words right out of my mouth. Eleven number eleven with a plus one point nine net rating, a twenty one and sixteen record. The Los Angeles Lakers. Guess what I had? I had, I had acquire Ariza on a buyout. I said get Trevor Ariza for them. Did you too? Yep. That's exactly I mean, what I said. So. We're so good at this, man. We are so good. Um, Talk about being in sync. Go ahead. Um, Trevor Ariza would be perfect for these guys. Um, definitely as a veteran, veteran presence. Uh, just kind of the LeBron guy you need. Uh, hopefully he's not going 0 for 11. Um, but... <laughs> Hey, I love how I can find Rocket Slander in anything. Um, yeah. But he'll play defense. Hopefully he can knock down a corner three for you. And also, um, I want Rajon Rondo to play as least amount of minutes as possible. Um, I'll actually give Lonzo Ball some credit for once in my life. Uh, offensively, he's been eh, but defensively, the dude has been a pit bull uh, this whole year. Defensively, he's been amazing. Every good point guard comes into L.A. and, like, he kind of locks them up. I I mean, that's been his best quality for sure. Um, and I think maybe this could be a hot take, but I love hot takes. Um, get Brandon Ingram out of here and see what you can get for him. No, you, you say Brandon Ingram for Anthony Davis. Oh, I'm saying what, we don't have to sign that piece of paper. Right, yeah. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying though. I'm with that 100. percent Brandon Ingram and LeBron, you know, I mean, just Brandon sucks. just has to sacrifice too much of his game to work does, with LeBron. I mean, every player has to do that when they play with LeBron, but um, no shade against LeBron. But I mean, the thing for him is, especially right now, he's 21. It's a this is such a huge growing part of your game, and you don't have to do like I mean, there's times when they look out there when they're both out there and they're both playing really good defense and they're getting those deflections and stuff like that but you're sacrificing so much and you can't really grow into your full player uh i just don't like brandon him in this stage of his career next to lebron i agree i agree um all right so let's jump to let's jump to the next team because i think that's it for the lakers philadelphia this is a this is a team i watched last night as we were recording this um they played the clippers last night and the Clippers almost came back and won, but the 76ers hung on. So um, one of the things I noticed, because um, this is funny, because this is originally what I had before I watched watched last night's game, but last night's game just confirmed it. Um, in the third quarter, there was this play where Embiid was posting up, 
and he looked so pissed that he just didn't get the ball when he posted up. And then the very next play, Simmons made it a point to just get it to him right away because as soon as he posted up, like literally as soon as as soon as MB turned his back to call for the ball, the ball was on his way to him. And so everybody in Philly knows, and they're trying to cater to him, but it's just not working. And Embiid's still visibly frustrated from time to time. Um, but they still they have a record of 24 and 14 with a plus 2.1 net rating. Um, so they're so they're a top 10 team in net rating. Uh, they they've been a good team this year, but it's just it, it's not a perfect fit for Embiid. Embiid is not satisfied with the fit so far. Um, are you I, concerned I, that this is still an issue? I have a hot take for this. What is it? Is trade it trade Ben Simmons? Simmons? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's get, that's been going that's been going around. Get, get Ben Simmons the fuck out of there. Um, that dude doesn't need to be there. Um. Okay, I won't go that far. He's good, but um, it's definitely Joel Embiid's the best player on that team. I don't care what anybody says. That guy's an MVP candidate. Um, he's he's hindering that way too much. Plus, when he posts up, he can't shoot, so it just ruins the floor spacing. Like, I'd much rather that guy be a standstill three-point knockdown shooter who knows, hey, I'm gonna catch and shoot, and I'm gonna throw the ball to Joel Embiid. Like, that's all I have to do. Um, I wish sometimes they used um, Ben Simmons as a pick and roll guy, but as the roller, uh, yeah, I don't know why they don't do I that. Agree. But you could kind of use him in that Draymond Green, Boris Diaw kind of way, where he just kind of finds people and uses his athleticism and height and stuff like that. Um, but hey, um, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who said get Ben Simmons out of here, but. Um, it'd be cool for him to have his Ben Simmons to have his own team as well, if he could well, have like me, a bunch of shooters. Let me be him. clear. Let me be clear. That 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 take is going around. It's been circling the last couple weeks in the NBA, and I'm not with it at all. Ben Simmons is 21 years old. Like you have, if you keep this together, you have plus restricted free agency and all that. You have at least another five years of these players together at least another five years of these players together. You you just you roll the dice because potentially this can both of their games are gonna grow and evolve. And you know, these are two generational talented players. Like you just have to try it. You don't give up when one of them's twenty one years old. I get it's not a perfect fit now, but it's you just you can't give up right now. I know, but my keep... thing is how many and then how many years are you gonna try? My favorite play about that game yesterday, um was when Joel was going up for the rebound and Ben just went up to get it out of his hands just to pad stats. And did you see that play? Yeah, yeah. And then MB got hit and he got pissed. Yeah, I mean, just like that too. Like, I mean, I mean, that really has nothing to do with it. But like, you can tell he's definitely getting a little uncomfortable with Ben and now Jimmy being there as well. But hey, if it gives you your best chance to win, I guess you can have all of them there. Yeah, and I I just think that they're young enough that they can grow and develop together, and Embiid can get uh can get better at shooting. Simmons can get better at shooting. They can find ways to make things work. Their roster can be upgraded around them to make it a better fit. Like you don't need like Embiid is a decent enough shooter. He's not shooting at a great clip this year, but he but he's shown the potential to be a great a, a great or decent or solid three point oh shooter. So God, you don't need. Yikes. You don't need 
uh, Ben, you don't need Ben Simmons to be a knockdown shooter. Like not everybody has to shoot. Three point shooting is a great quality to have in today's NBA, but like you don't need it. I mean, look at Giannis. I mean, like, uh, okay, yeah, I get that, but he, Giannis also has four three point shooters around him who stand at the three point line, so he could be a beast. My thing, right? Is, and, yeah. and why can't why can't Embiid be that? He's he shot at a thirty at a thirty yeah. plus clip all year last year. But yeah, but I think is you don't want him doing that when his strongest attribute is just being a monster and having nobody be able to guard him. Like you don't. Well, want yeah, but him. well, yeah, you but that's want... the thing with Giannis though is is and that's my problem with Giannis is like that team is going to be very one dimensional when it comes to playoffs. Like oh yeah, the seventy no, sixers. That's my that's my thing with the, it, that's my thing that I'm gonna have with the Bucks coming up here at the very end of this. They're going to be the easiest team to figure out in the playoffs when you get seven games this game for them. Exactly. Um, so having a guy like Embiid who can shoot on some plays and then some plays okay. dump it down to him, you can still make it. You can still make it work. This isn't an impossible fit. I think is I just wish he could shoot the ball a little bit better or just start shooting threes. Like if he starts shooting them just to shoot them, like hey, like I'm fine with that. But at some point, I mean, you kind of need you kind of need you all to be the focal point, and it's just too easy for people to hop off of Ben and kind of f up the spacing. But and it's, it's at... definitely a fixable thing. Like you have time to do it. Um, I just don't know if Ben wants to fix it. And and you know what? Look at look at Blake Griffin as a prime example. Blake Griffin could not shoot a lick when he came in the league. Now he's shooting threes and making them at a very very respectable clip. He's one of the best big man shooters in the NBA right now. Like, yeah, I'm he's not saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, Joel can shoot. Like, you know what he's not saying? No, no, no. I'm talking about with Ben Simmons. Like, Blake Griffin was somebody oh. who couldn't shoot a oh. lick like Ben Simmons. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that can. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I'm saying that can. The kid's only okay. 21, and beats 23. You just you let it go. You, okay. I, I say let it grow. I'm with it. I don't think. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm fine. I'm here for it. All right, um, then let's 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 jump let's jump to the next team, San Antonio Spurs. I think we're going to have the exact same take for this plus two point two net rating. Shoot more threes. They are it. last. Here they are it. last in three point shooting. They are last in three point shooting uh, attempts, but they are number one in percentage. A kill. Yeah, that's, Th- this is just Popovich being stubborn. They're fifty three. This is they're fifty three point two percent from three. Um, this is pop the definition of being get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I will say though is he has like two of the dudes who take the most mid-range jumpers in a starting lineup playing above thirty minutes. So I don't know where you're gonna get more threes from. Like Brad Forbes is the only other real shooter I think. Um, but hey, yeah. just try to find ways to get more threes. I mean, the threes that they are taking, like we said, they're making them at a very respectable clip, number one in the NBA. Um, so hey, just try to find a way to shoot more threes. Yeah, that that's the thing that I struggle with too. When I first put pulled this up, is like, okay, they clearly need to shoot more threes, but who's going to shoot them is the problem. That's my point. But the numbers that's... the numbers say that the people that are shooting them shooting should them shoot are, them more. Are, yeah, exactly. But I don't know who's shooting them. Like right. Paul Gasol, Paul Gasol. Like, what are we? Like, my thing is the two people that they're playing the most money from. They the best part of their games are shooting sixteen feet and in. So yeah. I don't know where they're coming from, but the people that they are coming from, I guess they just have to shoot them more. Yeah. All right. So number eight, and this one is surprising. 
plus two point six. The Charlotte Hornets, man. Yes, eighteen and eighteen record. Um, very just very interesting right now. They're currently uh, sixth in the West, or sorry, in the East. Um, I had this earlier. I foreshadowed this earlier when I talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers. But find a star slash stars for Kemba because to me. Kemba's gonna they're gonna offer Kemba the Supermax or they're gonna offer him as much money as they can. He's gonna take it. Um so trade for a star like Kevin Love, who's under contract for five years, which Kevin Love would sign a five year extension this summer. So that basically paired them together for four years. Uh Charlotte's already capped out, so they gotta get so they can't participate in this year's crazy free agency. So look for guys like uh like Kevin Love, Hassan Whiteside, CJ. You gotta find that team. That is that is just looking to get rid of a star and move on, and you and you just offer them a pick and some and, and they have some decent role players, some quality role players like a guy like Kid Gilchrist could be interesting somewhere else, um, even though he does work in in Charlotte um, to an extent, but uh, but he could work also in, in a place in a in a place like Portland for sure, um, so or Miami even especially the way Miami loves defending wings. Yeah, so, I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, for me, I had get him a start, or uh, I don't want to give the MSU Spartan pick, but start playing Miles more. Um, Miles yeah. has been the second most exciting thing going on in that Charlotte Hornets organization. Um, he's fun to watch, and plus, uh, if you play him more, you're helping him grow. Um, Barajo's yeah. been doing an amazing job. Who else would have thought he wasn't? Came from the tree of Greg Popovich. All those coaches <laughs> um, know what they're doing once they leave from him. It's kind of like the Duke University of the NBA coaching tree. Um, once you leave there, you get in that Harvard degree and you can get whatever job you want. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job with all of his young pieces. Um, I have in my work, in my NBA fantasy group, um, and my job, I have um, Kemba Walker on my team. Uh with Steph Curry, and it's been the best thing that ever happened to me in my whole life. So shout out to you, Kemba. Uh, let me know what your Venmo is. Um, whatever my winnings I get, I'll give you 10%. It'll be like 20 bucks, so you don't need it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, he had a dud tonight, though. I'm I'm reading the stat line now. He uh, he only scored 11 points, five, re- or five assists, and three rebounds. Fuck, so man. But, hey, maybe you um, cut that to like 8%. Shit, maybe like twelve bucks now instead, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> definitely play Miles more because it's one of the most fun things that they got going on besides Kemba. Um, yeah, that's I about agree. it. Yeah. Um. All right, then let's jump to let's jump to your team. Uh, the oh, Golden State I have Warriors. A lot for this. Plus four, plus four point five. I don't have a lot for this. Um. So so I'll kind of let you take the four with this. Uh, they're second in the West. Um. At the time I at the time I wrote the standings down. So who's won um, the West? Nuggets. Oh yeah, that's another good one. We'll get to them soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah. let's let's talk Warriors. Go ahead. Um, my thing is fire Steve Kerr and uh, bring Mike D'Antoni over. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, basically, uh, what I wrote was give Steph Curry the damn basketball. Um, I don't know what this is. The dudes, the dudes in his minutes, ninety five percent of it is him actually off ball. I don't know who calculated that. I think it was Ethan Sherwood Strauss. But uh, 90% of his minutes this year have been him off the ball. Um, and that's what's kind of leading to this weird offensive sort of mix thing that's going on right now. 
And uh, on a serious note, I kind of wish Luke Warren was coaching uh, right now just because he was really good as far as being a player communicator uh, for some of these players, uh, specifically one guy named Draymond Green. Uh, we've talked about it a lot off the air. He just Draymond looks a lot more comfortable with Luke, like just like that kind of a coach being there um, compared to Coach Kerr. Um, that's what led to that big, huge breakout back in the OKC game. And he still does have a hurt shoulder, um, but you got to find ways to get that offense rolling. And I think for me, um, besides that, another big thing I had for the Warriors was I want their joy back. And a lot of the joy comes from the creativity of Steph Curry. So basically, it's just give Steph Curry the fucking basketball. Uh, besides that, um, you probably have, like, what, get DeMarcus back or something like that. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. I just said, I just said, bring Boogie back, spice things up, yeah, <laughs> spice up I mean, the marriage. Exactly. Um, I think a lot of this is just a drag. When you get into what? What is this? Year five? Yeah. I mean, if you're getting to year five and you're worrying for one month, worrying about one month of basketball, uh, eighty-two games can seem like a very long time. So you're just trying to make it to that end line. Uh, so a lot of their worries, they're it's like the definition of first-world problems for the Warriors. Like, people are trashing their offense, but they saw the second highest offensive rating in the NBA by .1. Um, so I think they are going to start shopping a center here pretty soon. I think they want to look at Robin Lopez. That's a huge candidate that they have for them in the buyout market. Yeah. Um, so I think they are going to look for that just for some insurance because none of their centers are working out. They just lost the NBA champion Patrick McCaw to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so... They're clearly in an awful situation. Um, but there's really not much to say. Just get them to the playoffs, and then they'll start caring about basketball, I feel like. We can move on. I'm kind of sick of yep. talking about them. Cool. What do we got? All oh, right. Top, the six guy. Toronto at number six with a 5.2 net rating. Uh, the Raptors, I mean, this is a team that had stretches where they were number one in net rating in the NBA. Like This, is a, this has been a great team all season. They're currently number two in the Eastern Conference. Um, I had, I had two things and I'm pretty sure like I could almost bet my life on it that, that one of them is, is what you have. Um, so I'll give you the one that I don't think you have first, which is go all in and make a trade to improve your roster, preferably a backup point guard. The other thing I have, which I think is what you have is play more Pascal at the five. I know they're holding it for the postseason, but I'm oh, dying to see man, it. I'm trying to, I have um, I'm coming up with lineup names right now for it. Um, I got the um, I got the Jurassic World lineup. Um, I got um, the Six God lineup. I got the <laughs> I got the Scary Hours lineup. <laughs> scary Hours. I like that one. I that do was like that. One. I do like that. Um, but you're telling me I can play Pascal, Algiana Newby, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. And Fred Van Vliet Low. or Kyle Lowry or whoever your point guard is. Effing hell. The amount of defensive rotations you got for that. Your longest life itself. Um, Pascal. Could, I See, like, this is my thing. And we're going to talk about the team after this. Like, that lineup could bust the Milwaukee Bucks in, like, two seconds. We can get to that. Um, but... I just think that they're going to save that lineup um, because it is a little bit smaller for sure, uh, but every team yeah. wants to go small now. 
And hey, that's a lineup to do it. You the versatility on that lineup defensively is you are switching everything. And yeah, um, I think that lineup will be deadly when it comes to playoff time. I agree, and I think that's why they're holding out on it. Um, they've only ran it, I believe, last I checked was like only like eight minutes or like twenty minutes, something like something ridiculously low. Okay, so um, I have the numbers pulled up. Uh, they've ran it for twelve minutes this whole season already. And then that 12, 12 minutes, minutes it. Wow. they've ran it for 12 minutes and they're plus 20 on it. So jeez, that's Jeez. insane for that small of a sample size. And sure, it's a regular season and teams don't really know what to do because it's that early. But being plus 20 on a lineup like that for 12 minutes of basketball, um, that's You'll take incredible. It. I'll take it. I will take it. Um, uh Okay, let's jump to let's jump to Denver then at number five because they're very interesting. Number yeah. five, the Denver Nuggets, five point three net rating, um, number one in the West, number one in a kills heart. Um, no more Denver. entries is what I have for them. I had that, and then I had fun in all caps. Um, no, they're fun to watch. Um, they're run. I don't know if you feel this way. Um, they remind me a lot of the Golden State Warriors the first year they were together in 2014-2015. Um, they run like 10-11 deep. Uh, they play with so much fun and energy and like joy. They really look like their pieces are finally starting to come together. They move the ball super well. Um, they're second in assists behind Golden State and then they're first in hockey assists. And um, Golden State second in that. Um, but, I mean, it just shows that they love playing with each other. Uh, the ball yeah. doesn't really stop moving. They have a stuck disciple. Shout out to Maul Murray. Um, I call every guard that shoots a lot of these a stuck disciple. But um, they just, they you can tell that they have a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, I swear to God, if they play Isaiah Thomas over Monte Morris, Morris, I will literally tweet at Mike Malone every single day of my life. I will just keep tweeting at him, what are you doing? Um, Isaiah Thomas should have no reason to touch the floor unless they're up 35 points. I agree. Um, um, and besides that, we forgot um, Will Barton is needed back yet from his injury. So that's another piece yeah. that they get to add into their 10-man rotation. Um, they're super deep, like I said. Um, they can run teams out of the gym. Uh, their coach has swagger. Um, he had some fire quotes in the beginning of the year. Um, talking about teams coming into Denver and taking L's. Um, but besides that, yeah. it's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, I don't know what you can add to that. Yeah, man. Jokic was excellent last night. Did you see his Dude, game against New York? Oh, my God. Jokic is like, I'm just here. I always, I, I'm mostly because I was we, like, man, it was kind of the way. We have to I, apologize. We, we have to talk, apologize. We've been talking about Denver for so long. Um, we really could. Um, defensively, he's been playing really well this year. Um, I has. always relate. I always relate defense. Um, to one thing, and it's just effort. Um, it just depends on how much you want to try. That's really all it comes down to. And you're starting to see that he's trying more. Uh, but I just love seeing that dude just kind of wet passes from that high elbow spot. And uh, him finding cutters and stuff like that, um, it's always a lot of fun to watch because everybody moves really well without the basketball. All right, you ready to jump to number four? Yeah. All right, number four, which is number which is number five in the West with a with a or sorry in the East. I keep mixing up the conferences here. Plus five point four, the Boston Celtics, a twenty one and fifteen record. 
Um, I have something, and I I feel like this is a very common one, but um, just Gordon the Gordon Hayward, Hayward come, yep. yeah, Boom. Gordon got Hayward's got to come back work. because <laughs> we got this all figured out. But they need they need Gordon Hayward because you know this that their best chance at winning is when Gordon Hayward is is healthy and fully ready and you know and I think that that's going to take a year or so we saw it take a year with Paul George um a whole season and so you know the truth be told Gordon Hayward might not even be right by playoff time like who really really knows um you know but a lot of people are expecting him to be pretty much back to old Gordon Hayward by by March uh, by March, April, which would which would be perfect if I'm the Boston Celtics because I'm not worried about what seed they have. Um, I think they're they're a great team at home in the playoffs and they're a great team on the road in the playoffs. So I'm not really worried about them wherever they end up in the conference rankings. But you know what? Um, they've started to click in the last couple months offensively. Um, things are starting to turn around. They made some adjustments. Jalen Brown has looked good for recent stretches. Kyrie was a beast in December. Um, this is a team, look, Akil, like, you know, I told you not to worry about them offensively. I told you all year. And you know what? They're they're great. They're doing great offensively now. They are they are now, let's see, um, at, as we speak. Uh, yeah, I believe 10. Okay, yeah, so 10 top 10 in the NBA and that's and that's over the whole season so that's still that's still kind of jaded by their by their poor performance the first month of the season yeah so, so they've really been like a top five team let's be honest this whole yeah uh, so I have and I wasn't really worried about it I was just trying to figure out how they're gonna do it um hopefully they keep starting Marcus uh, Morris um um it's gonna upset Jalen Brown uh with Marcus Smart starting as well with Brad starting the Marcuses um, but I mean, I feel like it only helps their bench at this point. Um, I said it all time this year. Um, this is going to be Brad Stevens' toughest coaching job. Uh, not even from a basketball standpoint, it's just the personality, um, and just kind of the psychology stuff that you have to deal with. Um, with the roster, this like is that. where Steve Kerr would be excellent. Oh, this is where Steve Kerr would be a phenomenal coach. Him, Greg Popovich, all the guys just know how to kind of like. Manipulate mine, Phil Jackson too. Um, all of those guys kind of come from the same coaching tree. Um, actually, all fun fact: all three of them have masters in psychology. Um, not even <laughs> why it's actually a real thing. Um, but yeah, um, it's just gonna be like a thing where you kind of gotta figure it out, and they're starting to figure it out, so they'll be fine when playoffs come. All right, man. Um, let's oh, let's jump to let's jump to season. OKC. Slander season. Yep. I know, I know you're going to have something slanderous because you always like to slander everybody who's ever competed with the Warriors. So the, Thun, the Oklahoma City Thunder, third in the NBA net rating with plus 6.3, uh, uh, which is a very, very solid uh, net rating margin. Uh, their defense has been a beast. My New Year's resolution for them is get Ro- Roberson on the right rehab path. It's as simple as that. They are so great defensively already. I can't imagine what adding Roberson's going to do to that to that team. So I'm 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 excited. I I like OKC. Um, they looked very rough at the beginning of the year, but things have worked. Russ has played off ball a little bit better, and was, that's that's made the team a lot better. Paul George has was, stepped up. That was mine. It's been a great year for OKC. All right, mine was um, play Russell Westbrook off ball and start Dennis Schroeder as much as possible. Um, I love that lineup where they go to uh, Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, um, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, and Stephen Adams. 
Um, I think yeah, it's the number so one. Beast. I think it's the number one lineup in the NBA right now as far as plus minus goes. But um, I just like. I always said this about Russell Westbrook. Um, he's like he's a great player to watch. He's fun to watch. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, just this, his decision making is never really the best. But if you have another point guard there next to him who can handle some of that decision making, and you kind of get Russell to get out there and finish plays more than him having to make decisions and make it a lot better for him. And so, I mean, it's kind of working out for him this way. So I kind of feel like I've been validated. So. Good for him. Um, where, where do you think they fall in the hierarchy of the West now? I think they're the second best. Th- Actually, no, I think they're the third best team in the West. I go Golden State, Denver, Denver. Um, or Denver, OKC. Golden State. So Denver, Golden State, OKC, or Golden State, Denver, OKC, and that one of those two, I think, will end up yeah. happening. Well, they are currently the three seed, but by tomorrow, they'll be the 12th. Who knows? It's, so. a wild, it's a wild, wild West. Um the wow wow west all right let's jump so we're jumping to the eastern conference yeah this has shocked me um the indiana pacers second in the nba net rating at 6.4 that is an amazing net rating um they have been a very interesting team they are third in the east right now so i my new year's resolution for them was give them more televised games they deserve it they're a great team i'm sorry i was wrong on them I called them last year to be a team that won like 30 games. It was just mediocre and nothing. Um, And then this year, I thought that they overachieved last year and that they were going to be a solid but not not great team. But no, they've really solidified themselves as an Eastern Conference threat. And they've forced us to make it a conversation about five teams in the East. There's no way you could talk uh, uh, talk about Eastern Conference contention and not name Indiana. These guys deserve it. Um, they've been a top two team in the NBA. I mean, in the East, at least. Um, they're the number two defense in the whole NBA right now. Um, they definitely are doing the guide thing. They're playing as slow as possible. Um, they're beating you defensively. And then they have Victor Oladipo to take over when it needs to. Another big thing for me is I want Miles Turner to shoot more threes. Um, he always shoots those 18 footers, but if he could stretch them back maybe a couple more feet, um, it would just help with floor spacing a lot. Yeah, and you know what? It, Indiana, man, just credit to them for forcing us to make them a team to talk about. Um, Sabonis yeah, has been incredible this year. Uh, Victor Oladipo, incredible this year. Um, you know, and, and now, you know, they look at a trade with Paul George that looked like a bad trade from the beginning for them, but now it's turned out to be a trade where they might have two franchise cornerstone players to deal with. And that's uh, that's a great thing. I mean, this guy, Sabonis, I mean, really like a 20-12 and 12 season, if he shoots more threes, is not out of the question. So... I think he's a. I think he's a, an awesome, an awesome player to have. Miles Turner, um, again, is a is a player that I'm waiting to take that leap. Uh, but you know, Indiana's got a good, bright future ahead of them, and they are a, a definitely contender in the East. So get them more nationally televised games. Uh, you ready to jump to number one? Yeah, let's do thing? it. Let's do it. All right, the Milwaukee Bucks at number one, twenty six and ten record a plus nine net rating just smoking the competition um a kill what are your thoughts on the bucks i had one thing and i put one trick pony really yeah yep. i'm with it i'm with it um and uh, i could go, go into that a little bit if you want me to um my yeah, thing go is ahead. i 
everything's greater than the regular season because it's the regular season. Um, if you gave the Raptors or the Celtics um, seventy, I mean, not even the, not the seventy six. If you gave the Raptors, Raptors to the even the seventy sixers, seven game series to come around with a game plan, um, for the Milwaukee Bucks, it'd be the easiest game plan to come against out of all of those teams. I think. Um, I, they just don't have besides Giannis. I mean, I just don't really know. Um, so definitely have a lot of things to figure out. You're gonna have to come up with some counters, uh, because they are gonna be an easy uh, team to game plan against. I feel like in a playoff series, if you uh, feel this. Yeah, they're a great team right now. Number one in offensive <laughs> rating, number three in defense. Um, they've just been a monster. Uh, to me, it all comes down to, and you're right with the predictability of it. This is what it comes down to. Is it comes down to Chris Middleton. He had a hot start at the beginning of the season shooting ridiculous percentages from three, but um, since has cratered going down every single month, his percentage has gone down by double digits, um, and he needs to be the second guy in order to have a deep playoff run for Milwaukee. So Chris Middleton right now, his his three-point shooting has just absolutely cratered, and he is essential because he is their second guy, and he is going to he's going to need to be that second guy come playoff time or else this team is not going past the second round i couldn't agree with you more all right then a kill that wraps it up there you go 30 teams up 30 teams down new year's resolutions for every team let us know what you thought um of our opinions on your team as always hit us on twitter at real chris platty and at a kill hh um, Akil, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Happy New Year, and I'll see you back at our apartment in like a week. That's a wrap for today's episode of Strictly Hoop Talk. I hope you all enjoyed it. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Akil, for coming out. And if you're a fan of this podcast and you like this podcast, please check out the other content I have. I have Strictly Hip Hop, a podcast that is on the same feed of the, as this. So whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever you're listening, it is in the same feed. You can't miss it. So check out that podcast as well. And I also have a TV show, Strictly Hip Hop TV, which is a late night hip hop show that airs on MSU TV channel 18.1 for Lansing residents. And for non-Lansing residents, you can catch it on YouTube. Got a lot of exciting stuff coming for both of those series. And as well as Strictly Hoop Talk, I got some big guests lined up around the corner. So stay tuned for that. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode.